Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I'm chatting about lessons from my 35th year of life. So this past Tuesday um, was my 35th birthday, and um, I actually sat down to start writing up some of the lessons I've learned, only to have opened up my document where I take notes on um, podcast episodes. I had already written, I don't know, six things in there. And I was reading through them. I'm like, I don't have anything else that I want to add. I'm not sure when I did this. You know, do you ever do that where you kind of amaze yourself? You're like, when did I write this? Like, these are great tips. These are great lessons that I've learned. And maybe I collected them throughout the year. I don't know when I did this, but they're in there and I want to share them um, because they are definitely golden and they're definitely things that I still believe and uh, find true. And I've talked about quite a few of them and they've been themes on the podcast, um, or you might've heard them as kind of themes throughout the year. But before we start, I always want to ask and um, see how you're doing. So a quick little body check-in, you know, maybe you close your eyes and ask yourself, how are you doing today? And you just kind of breathe into the body. Maybe you start at your toes, work your way up to your calves, ankles, knees, thighs, hips, and just work your way up the body and just kind of check in. And after you've done that, just take a note and just release it. And a quick little body scan. So that can be something that you do throughout the day, just to kind of quick check in and see, you know, how am I really doing? How am I really feeling today? So let's dive into some of the lessons that I've learned. Uh, my first lesson is home is where your heart is. And again, I'm not sure when I wrote that, but I definitely think this is something that I've been learning throughout uh, my years. And that might be a cliche saying on some of this, you know, stuff that you see on homes, but it is so true. It is something that I love to be out in nature and I love the farm and I love the country and I love visiting my family. Now, would I want to live there? I don't, I don't know. You know, could I live back in you know, the small town, like I'm from a town of 500 people. Like I'm talking, it's small. So when people say they have live in a small town, there's like 10,000 people. I'm like, that is big. That's a big town. We don't have, I had eight small towns that combined to make up our high school to have, I don't even know if there was a thought. Well, there was probably less than 4,000 people combined with all eight small towns, um, putting them together. So a small town area, like we're talking not big, but that is definitely where my, my heart was when I was living there. I loved it. And I still love going back and visiting. Um, and I find that even while I'm living in a city now, I do find myself yearning to live in a more open area where I have, where I look out my window in my office and I don't see, um, like six other houses and all my neighbors and our yard and our fence. That's like, I could literally hop from my office and land in my neighbor's yard. And we're so close. Like that's something that I eventually would like to have a little bit more space and have a little bit more privacy. So that's something that I've had to sit with and learn is how to be where I am now and still have goals of where I want to be, but not getting frustrated where I am now. So that is my lesson of just being, you know, where's my heart? My heart is here and my family's here. Like don't miss the opportunities and the lessons and the memories around me because you're yearning so far into the future. My next lesson, your body knows, slow down and listen. So just as we did to start today's show, um, we, our bodies know we are so smart and it's something that I've ignored for many, many years. I will share this quick story of basically how kind of far I've come myself. So I graduated from college, you know, I'm what, 22 
my first, um, I had a first training job, you know, right out of college and the recession actually hit the following, I don't know, not less than a year, um, from when I graduated college and I didn't really know much about it. Wasn't really paying any attention. I just know personal training obviously is something that not everyone has the extra funds to pay for, especially during a recession year, but I still was able to pay the bills. I had a roommate and, um, I was so out of touch of like what my body actually was capable of and what my body was telling me. I went to a Pilates, a private Pilates session because they had supposedly like the best Pilates in the state. So I was like, oh, I want to go and go to our studio. So I go and they make us do a private session before we can even get into the classes. So I did this private session with the instructor and I remember having her, she had me get on a foam roller, which I thought was the most excruciating pain I've ever felt, um, at that point in my life. And I, I had never done it before. That was my first time. And I realized I had no idea how to connect to the muscles she was telling me to connect to. And here I am a personal trainer, um, with no clue how to work these little small muscles in my body. And I just, you know, was like, ah, oh, Pilates isn't for me. I don't understand how to work this instead of like, Hey, this is something new. This is something to pay attention to. You have to slow down. You have to start tuning into your body instead of using it as strictly something at the time. Cause I was an athlete as something that would play sports that would run. That was only meant to get this huge sweat. Otherwise it didn't count as a workout instead of actually saying, well, what is my body telling me? Why do I have these shifts of energy throughout the month? You know, it's all of these things that I've learned throughout, um, you know, the last, I would say uh, probably five or six years, um, I've really sat, sat with those things and said, why, why now? Like, why is this being called now? You know, maybe cause I am getting older as we all are, and I'm grateful for that. And I want to be able to have a long, um, long life, but with a functioning body and being able to do so where I'm not constantly pounding myself into the ground. And I have been training. I have a senior citizen group that I've been training now for the since I was 27. So I've celebrated many birthdays with them and I always bring them some treats on my birthday. And, um, they were chatting and they said, man, I wonder what you're going to be like when you're our age, because they, they at the time had said, they're like, you just really pound your body hard. They can't imagine because none of them did that in their twenties and thirties, you know? And so they just said, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, you know, with your generation when you get older, because, you know, we didn't have this intense weightlifting regimen and, um, all of these things, you know, maybe, maybe we'll be healthier. Maybe not. Maybe we're going to have more joint issues. I don't know. And there's no way to tell. Cause you know, that it's just going to come with time, but that was something that was really interesting. And I, I took that tired. I'm like, yeah, I do need to listen to my body and I do need to keep tuning in just for that fact of, I don't want to, you know, have these hip replacements and knee replacements and all of those things. If I can avoid it, you know, sometimes we can't avoid it and sometimes it is necessary and it brings us a ton of relief. But if it is something that I'm doing self-harm to myself by pushing myself through to run a half marathon or putting a goal of running a marathon on just because, but not properly training for it, that's not a great thing. I know for my body just from past experiences. So these are little things that I've had to, had to, you know, slow down and tune in and listen. And I think we all are capable of doing that. And it's just taking and having a little bit of patience with ourselves to do so. The next tip is evolving is needed for growth. Like that, that is the tattoo I want to get is evolve the word evolve with an upside down triangle underneath it. And, um, not sure why I just love upside down triangles, but evolve is a word I really, really um, believe in. And I think that this is something that once I've started that self, um, 
development pace in the self-development world, I started in when I was 20 and I got introduced to Dr. Wayne's Dyer's book, um, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life, I think. And that book really stuck with me and it really helped me on a path as I, I, I had quit basketball my, after my sophomore year. And I was just a two sport athlete then my junior and senior year and basketball was my identity. That was who I was. And after quitting that, I needed to change that path. I needed to figure out who I was. And I think sometimes that happens to us, you know, maybe when we graduate college or maybe not until after we have kids or whatever, like we, we always hit that point, that first point where we're like, who am I, you know, without X, Y, Z. So that was my first, you know, pivotal, who am I? And I'm so glad it happened at such a young age and the time the guy I was dating, um, he had recommended that book to me and it, it really did help change my life. And I, you know, kept with that path and I, um, got Leonardo, how to think like Leonardo da Vinci. That was another book that was pivotal. And that was kind of my first, like, okay, let's look at myself and you know, who am I without this just to realize I am not those things. You know, those are just things that I might enjoy, but that's not my identity. That's not who I am at my core. So evolving is something that I constantly strive for. And that is something that I do, I do think is needed for everyone, you know, to really thrive is to, you know, just evolve into a deeper version of yourself. And it's going to look different for everyone. And evolving doesn't mean completely changing your life. You know, like my dad's a farmer and he's evolved through his years and he's not changing careers. He is not doing anything besides farming. That's his joy. That's his passion. That is, you know, definitely a strong identity to probably who he is, but throughout the years, he's had to evolve his farming practices, you know, farming, he's had to start doing a tiling business. He's added, um, you know, cows, pigs, he's dropped having cows, you know, he just, he evolves his farming practices. And that's one way that we can look at our lives and say, how am I evolving? You know, and I'm not just staying stagnant and I'm not just staying with the status quo. I'm really leaning in and saying, what, what do I need right now? And that's, again, it's going to look different. It's going to look different times of your life. And some of it, sometimes we just have to get by. So I'm sure some of the stuff and some of the decisions my dad did and had different farming practices, it was like, Hey, I got to make money and I might not enjoy, you know, having cows, but right now they are really good market price. I'm going to have to have them. And that's kind of, I mean, that's what we have to do too. Sometimes we just have to do this because that's what's needed for our family. And that's what's needed to get by. And I don't think there's any shame in that. And I think that's something that you know, we can still evolve and have these other things that are going on. The next one, trust your intuition. I say this to my son every night. I put my thumbs on his third eye and I have, I do after his little oil massage and I go around in little half circle around his eyebrows down to his temples. And I say, trust your intuition. I tell him that three times. And one night he was at the top of the steps and he was yelling down to me that we forgot something. And I, I was like, forgot, what did we forget? And we, me and my husband couldn't quite understand what he was saying, but he was trying to tell me, he's like, mama, we forgot to do trust your intuition. He couldn't quite say intuition. And I was like, oh, wow. Like that, that hit me like at such a young age at three and a half, he already, he already kind of is connected. He might not know what that means, but he clearly, that was his intuition saying, Hey, I need to make sure we're connected. We're connecting in like that. Whatever mom's doing to you, whatever she's trying to remind you of, like that's needed. That's something that we need to you know, stay with on our life's path. Uh, the next one, ask yourself why you think the way you do. Hmm. So that can be one that can be like, Hmm, that's interesting. But why do you think the way that you do and meaning about anything? 
So Brianna Borton's going to be on the podcast next Tuesday. And we had a great conversation just about how to communicate with people who we might not agree with, who we might have complete opposite viewpoints of the world from, but asking yourself, how did you come to those viewpoints? And then even being able to see where whoever you're disagreeing with, how did they get their viewpoints? And most likely you had two complete different upbringings. You had a complete split in the road somewhere. And that's why you, why we all think the way we do. But I think that's something important for us, you know, as a world and as a country to somewhat understand, like you, I don't have to persuade someone to think like me. Like, that's not what getting along, I don't think is, you know, I think it is like, Hey, we can agree to disagree and we can have a conversation without it necessarily getting heated where I need to feel like I'm defending or where you feel like you need to defend. Like I legit just want to know where, where are we coming from? I want to know where you're coming from and I'll tell you where I'm coming from. And we never again have to agree, but we need to be able to have conversations. And so I think that's something that was really um, enlightening to me because I've had many conversations where I might not agree with what's going on and I can voice that in a polite way and I can respect that they don't agree with me. And that's all like, there's no, like, I don't need to persuade you. Like, that's not what my job is, is to persuade someone to think the way I do. Like, I just want to say, here's, here's my opinion. Here's your opinion. Great. And we can go from there. And that's what I think that um, if we can kind of look at where we even got our own opinions from and viewpoints from, you know, for me, I'm going to probably have a different viewpoint on farming than a lot of people because I grew up on a farm. I actually was raised there. I understand what's going on on the farm. And I understand a lot of the jargon that might be thrown at us at grocery stores and what it really means, what, um, what farmers can actually claim and what they can't claim. I know all of that stuff. I understand that I came from that world. And so I think that's something that, you know, someone might disagree with me so hard on, but they might've been raised in like New York city and they haven't been exposed to the country and the farm. And they're just reading what was told to them by the TV or by media. And so why would they have, they would not have the same experience as I have vice versa. I'm not going to have the same experience as someone who grew up in a big city. I'm not going to have the street smarts of someone who's there and who's going to, you know, I'm going to be like, Oh, hi, you know, I want to chat and say hi, but that's not how they do it there. Like that, that's just how it is. And that's kind of what we have to come to as a nation. Just understand, like we can all see each other for, you know, where we are. We don't have to agree, um, on everything. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to stop my tangent there, but that's just something that I've learned. Um, and then my last one that I have written here is you, you need to move your body. Like that has been through and through in Ayurveda school this year. We've really talked about that and it doesn't matter how, it doesn't matter how like often what we're doing here, um, you know, just moving your body throughout the day. I mean, that's what studies have shown us too, is we just need to move our bodies and being so rigid in a routine, not necessarily what's needed, but having a plan and just sticking to it, that's what's needed. And so making sure that we're, you know, if it's midday, so maybe as you're listening to this, if you haven't moved your body today, maybe you just, you know, stand up and just do 10 squats. And that can be a way just trying to get your, your juices flowing. So move in that body. All right. That's, that's my tips. That's what I wrote down for you. I can't, I cannot remember when I wrote those, but I did write them at some point. And those are some of the lessons that I've learned throughout the 35 years of my life. Um, and now my journal prompt for you is I want you guys to reflect on how you want to celebrate your birthday, either this year, if it's still coming at the end of the year or this next year, but what questions do you want to ask yourself and what goals do you want to accomplish? 
that was one thing that I really wanted to take into this year is I actually took a little, um, a bath. I lit candles. I did a mud face mask and I just sat in the bath and listened to a meditation and, um, you know, just kind of listening, like where, what do I, what do I want to do this next year? Like what, what, what's coming through and just kind of journaled about that after I sat in the morning and asked myself some questions about, you know, what are my values and asked myself some stuff like that. And that was kind of what I needed and what I needed to hear. So those are all things that, um, you know, are great to do. And especially around your birthday, cause there just is that, that special time, you know, it is that special time of year that birthday, you know, rather even than, you know, January 1st, because it, it's the time that you just kind of feel it. You just feel this energy, um, around your birthday. So the only other thing I want to share with you, because I have another program coming up and this one is, I, I am so excited for this program. It's called seasonal living mamas and it's based out of my holistic fitness almanac. And it's a program where we're going to go through the almanac, but in a way that's holding you accountable. And so what that's going to look like, you're going to get weekly emails and on those weekly emails, you're going to have your workout plan for the week. So you're not going to have to think about it. And this is geared for mamas. And so what do mamas not have a lot of? We don't have a lot of time typically. So we're going to go through there and I'm going to give you tips on how to squeeze in, you know, workouts or movement into pockets of your day, how to find some morning and evening routine time and what that might look like, or maybe even just being more conscious of your evening time. Cause I'm still, my evening routine really is checking in and ask myself what I need. And some days again, it's just sitting and watching TV and maybe having a glass of wine. And that's fine. As long as I'm consciously choosing that instead of just kind of mindlessly doing it, which I've done in the past and will do in the future because we're human, but I'm trying to come at it from a much more conscious angle than just like, this is my go-to, this is my default. So that's what I want to have in this um, seasonal living mamas group is just for us to check in with ourselves and do it in a mindful fashion. But I'm not going to give you a thousand hours of video to watch and a thousand, um, you know, like a workout that's going to take even an hour or that you're going to need to go to the gym for. So all of these workouts are going to be at home based uh, because, again, I don't I, I don't expect people to be, have time to go to a gym. And if you do, that's great. You can totally go to the gym and do the workouts too. But I, these are built for people who might not have a ton of time to squeeze in the gym time. You know, maybe you can get to one yoga class a week and you don't want to go to the gym that day. That's perfect. So this group is going to um, have some of those aspects. We're going to live with the seasons. What that means is in Ayurveda, the seasons dictate quite a bit. Um, they are, we bring in different doshas during the seasons. So we're going to do a fall detox together an Ayurvedic detox. So I'm going to take you through that. And it's not, um, a, an Ayurvedic detox is very nourishing. It's not a stripping, um, detox. You're not needed to take any shakes, any pills, nothing. It's all about kitchery and just nourishing yourself and kind of replenishing, um, from the inside out. And so that's kind of what the Ayurvedic fall detox is. And it's built to not have you get sick in the winter. And I've really, really had great success with them. Um, this will be my third or fourth year, might be my fourth year of doing um, a fall detox. And I swear by them. So we're going to do that. If you want to know how to make fire cider, <laughs> excuse me, I might do that. Um, if people are interested, I'm going to give you a fire cider recipe. I can take you through that. That's what I take personally. Um, if I feel, if someone in my family is getting sick or if I'm feeling run down, I take a spoonful of fire cider. Um, we're going to go through how to make that. If you want to do elderberry syrup, that's what I do for my son. 
Um, and these are all little just ancient ways and ancient practices to live with the season. And I'm going to give you some of these things as they come up. So we're going to have a private Facebook group where we're going to stay connected. You're going to have an accountability buddy if you want one to help you stay accountable to doing your workouts. I'm going to pop in and do Facebook lives. We're going to have a um, challenge probably in November. I'm thinking just kind of like a workout challenge where there'll be prizes at the end of the month um, for people uh, who are who stayed with it. And then I'll give a drawing for the winner. Um, just fun things, but it's all going to be, you know, again, with that community of women, um, my moms in particular, I mean, that's who, that's what I am. And I've just seen so many different communities popping up, but I haven't felt necessarily drawn to them because it's, it's too much time. Like it's a lot of time commitment and it's a lot of stuff that, um, I, I can't do. I can't devote an hour or two a day, you know, to watching a video. Like I can just, Hey, I might have five minutes tucked in here and there. And I want you guys to be precise with your time. So we're going to add some of my 10 minute Ayurvedic medicine tools and tips for how to ground down and de-stress throughout your day. Those are also going to be provided and those will go out in the weekly email no membership site, because again, I don't have time to remember passwords to try to remember what website this membership was at. So again, it's going all right to your inbox because we all check our emails probably at least 20 times a day. So we all know that, um, we had to access that. So that's what we're going to do there. Um, let me know if you have questions, you know, the price for that's going to be two forty nine, which it's cheaper to do that than it is to train with me for one month. So you're getting a big deal. So that's going to start October 1st through December. So you're going to go all the way through December and you're just committing to one quarter. So if you love it, you can continue on, um, 2020, the first quarter of 2020. If not, you don't have to like, this is a no pressure thing. And I wanted that container of time versus a monthly membership, because I just personally, I'm not a big fan of the monthly membership because then you forget to do it. Um, where I can, I can really devote time to a container of time, meaning October, December. Great. I can commit to that. And I'm doing it during a busy time of year for mamas because this is a time where we tend to lose that connection with ourselves. So I want you guys to stay in tune with you. Okay. Enough about that program. If you're interested, um, it's at andreaclawson.com backslash seasonal mamas. Um, and you can find that in the show notes and, um, definitely come and join us. If you are feeling ready to it, you're also going to get a mailed copy of the holistic fitness almanac. So that's going to be right into your mailbox. Um, if you're not a mom and you feel called to join, you totally can. So this is not, um, like only for moms, but if you're not a mom and you're like, Hey, I don't have a ton of time either. Maybe I can benefit from this. You for sure can. I'm just going to include some stuff with kiddos in there. So if you don't have kiddos, you just wouldn't need to, um, obviously listen or even read through the sections with, um, that might involve kids. So Anywho, that's all about seasonal living mamas. I'm super excited and I cannot wait to see how many people, um, you know, come through this program and share their experience of just learning how to slow down and tune in and live with the seasons and, um, just to how to live a little bit more holistic lifestyle. So thank you all so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power. <laughs>